This episode of the Inform Fitness Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. To receive a special discount code for 15% off of your first order, email tim at inboundpodcasting.com. Welcome to the Inform Fitness Podcast, 20 minutes with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman. In this podcast, we're going to discuss my original vision for how we started Informed Fitness and where I want Informed Fitness to go and where we think exercise should go in the future. It's nice to see that my original intuition over 20 years ago has been validated by some recent science. So we're going to bring on some scientists in this industry, some great testimonials from clients that have experienced this. I'm going to be bringing in musicians and very interesting people, bodybuilders talking about how little they actually work out. It's going to shed some light on some very important topics. Hey, Inform Nation, welcome in to the Inform Fitness Podcast. I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network. For all of you who are joining us for the first time, let's go around the room and introduce you to all of the members of the Inform Fitness Podcast team. Of course, joining us here in the Los Angeles area from the Toluca Lake location of Inform Fitness, we have Sheila Melody. Across the country at Inform Fitness in Manhattan is the GM of the New York City location, Mike Rogers. And across the hall from Mike is Adam Zickerman, the founder of Inform Fitness and New York Times bestselling author of Power of 10, the once a week slow motion fitness revolution. Hey team, welcome back to the podcast. Hi Tim. Hi Mike. Hi guys. Hey. What was that? <laughs> that was Fonzie joining us on the program, I think. That's <laughs> my Henry Winkler uh, imitation. <laughs> Fonzie is getting fit here with the power of 10. <laughs> hey, before we dive into today's content, I just got to say, Adam, it was really great to see you a couple weeks ago with your visit to Los Angeles. Great to finally meet you in person after all these months. Seriously, it was great. It was a lot of fun. We did have fun. It was a lot of work, too, because we did a lot while you were here. I thought I'd go out each night, you know. I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, I can't believe how tired it was at the end of the day. I've never felt so tired. It's a lot of mental energy. It really was. I was well, you know. Here's why. Let's explain, possible. because we were filming videos. We filmed a ton of videos while Adam was here. Videos for certification uh, process that, yeah. that, that you're incubating, and of course, videos to inform inform nation about the power of ten. And we must have filmed twenty videos while you were here, so I, I, I know that took a lot out of you, but not nearly as much as you took out of me when you trained <laughs> me. Um, quite frankly, you just kind of kicked my ass that day, and I think maybe <laughs> we did. Uh, you might have helped me with three exercises. I think three or four. But here was my moment. Here's Adam Zickerman, the guru, the founder of Informed Fitness, training me. And and he's saying to me, (laughs) while I'm in like the final 30 seconds, almost ready to reach failure and and trying to show him all of the progress that I've made been working out at Informed Fitness. I don't apologize for what you do, Adam. Don't apologize. No, no, he pushed me. But but he this is what he says to me. I'll tell you what you said to me. He asked for it. Here's what he said to me. As I'm in my last few seconds, he's like, if you don't finish this set, I'm going to tell your son what a you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Stand by that. Stand by that. (laughs) But excited to have finally had the opportunity to have you train me, Adam. That was very cool. But one of the highlights to me of your visit, Adam, was when you had a chance to jam with Joni Pimentel, 
the guest of our last few episodes here at the Inform Fitness Podcast. Joni, of course, from the LA-based band No Small Children. And Sheila, didn't Adam look like a little kid in a candy store playing the guitar right there with Joni singing? I was so excited that he uh, got to fulfill uh, one of his major dreams, and that is you know, playing because he he plays guitar and he really loves that. And Joni is such an excellent singer. She's such an amazing singer. And it was just ear to ear grins Mm. all around watching this happen. It was fun. Fantastic clip. I I wasn't there, but I saw the video and Adam was like, you got to check this out. It's unbelievable. (laughs) And I was like, I mean, she was, both both of you guys were fantastic. It was a great, great segment. It was, of course, that that music and, and that little jam session, that one song is you know, our last episode, Adam Jams with Joni. But you can also, for those of you listening, can see the video at informfitness.com. It was a thrill to film and it was a thrill to watch you perform with her, um, even though you were complaining about my guitar strings on my guitar that you were using because they were... For two days, I was saying, please, somebody get these guitar strings, replace these guitars. No one would. No one's like, no one even thought of it. My guitar never sounded so good, Adam. Really, it was really cool to watch you playing with Joni. Adam just needed an excuse just in case the performance went bad. (laughs) That's right. A good craftsman never blames his tools. I heard that from somebody here on the podcast. (laughs) Well, it is. I did did what I could do, you know? That's a passive-aggressive way to blame the tools, you know? Somebody tuned this guitar... I mean, the strings. The strings have to be replaced. (laughs) Those strings are 20 years old, seriously, on the guitar. They were dead. They were dead. (laughs) But I made them come alive. Yeah, you did. (laughs) What's this guitar made out of? Is this pine? (laughs) It's not supposed to be pine. (laughs) Spruce tops only. (laughs) (laughs) So go see that video at informfitness.com. All right, Adam, let's go ahead and shift gears here and and talk about um, today's episode. You had the opportunity to interview a very interesting gentleman, Jay Vincent. Tell us a little bit more about Jay and why you decided to interview him and, and how he's associated with high-intensity slow-motion weight training. Yeah, I'll be brief because I want, I want the uh, podcast to speak for itself, the interview to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So Jay is a trainer up in Albany, New York, uh, working for a studio that is of like mind and value of, of the Informed Fitness Studios. Uh, Philosophically, their technique is very similar to ours, and um, Jay pretty much runs the place up there for the owner. He's doing very well. He's been doing it for over a year. Prior to that, he was also a regular trainer, but he also is a fitness model, and he calls because he wants to kind of move along in his career and, and be part of the informed family, which I welcomed. Uh, and uh, he's, he's talented, he, he, he's very motivated, he's smart. Uh, and the extra bonus that we get with Jay is that he has like perfect jacked body. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's like, I don't know, 230 pounds of pure muscle and his definition is, is unreal. You can see, we have pictures up of him on the, on the website and we will have more, but Ed, now that I have this podcast on my mind and always thinking of what we can do is I'm like, all right, so there's a guy that works out once a week, 20 minutes and looks like this. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you one of the most common things I hear is when people see guys that look like him or women for that matter, that also have that cut body with with incredible uh, definition is they, they always make the assumption that he works out or she works out three hours a day every single day to look like that 
and he's going to tell you that's not true. I mean, he's just he was just dealt a royal flush of genetic cards, while most of us are you know dealing with like three of a kind and um, or a joker. <laughs> you know. I got a pair of threes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just beat you with a pair of fours, barely. But, uh, so, got so, a royal flush. <laughs> yeah. So, so in other words, uh, to, to make a long story uh, short, it's 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 a story about genetics and expectations and and why we exercise and why we should be exercising, and that if you have the genetics, you don't have to work out like a madman to to exploit them and if you don't have the genetics there's nothing you can do anyway so although I am extremely jealous of this man it was a, it was a great interview and he's a really great guy and hopefully he'll be working with us in the near future and here's my interview with Jay Vincent Jay Vincent thank you so much for joining us on the informed nation thank you Adam it's great to be here okay Jay so let's get into it so before we start uh, let, let why don't you give us a little bit of background on your weight training experiences? Well, I began weight training in order to get stronger and put on some muscle mass for football. I began seriously weight training before heading into college to play college football. After a couple years, uh, I kept getting injured, so I decided not to play any longer. But my passion for weight training was still there. So I decided I wanted to try to get into the fitness modeling industry. And um, to do this, I had to be in the best shape possible. So what I began was to research. I researched everything, how to build muscle, how to lose fat, the most effective workout routines. After months of researching, I happened to stumble upon a YouTube video of Dr. Doug McGuff at the 21 convention explaining briefly exercise science and the high intensity training protocol. As soon as I watched that video, the light bulb went on. After that, I watched a video by Drew Bay I bought Doug McGuff's book, I read, I read, I read, and slowly started applying this training principle to myself. And uh, as I began to apply this training principle more and more with uh, brief, more intense workouts, longer rest periods, my physique began to develop to its full potential. And as soon as that happened, I became a firm believer. People began asking me what I, what I was doing to get in such good shape. And um, I would begin to explain to them this type of protocol. And as I started to teach this protocol to people who were interested, I, you know, started to enjoy teaching it and instructing it. And that's what led me to this, uh, this point right now. I became a, a uh, published fitness model. Um, I'm a sponsored athlete with Muscle Tech, the supplement company. I appeared in uh, Amazon commercials, um, Under Armour ads, and uh, all due to, I believe, the high-intensity training protocol which I did not work out you know, more than an hour a week. And uh, now, as time went on, as I got stronger, I work out less than 40 minutes a week. And uh, I'm a firm believer, believer in the protocol. And uh, my goal is to teach it to everybody and show them that they can have the, the best body that their genetics will allow them to and uh, not spending too much time in the gym and not making too many sacrifices. So, Jay, you're a fitness model. And... As we all know from the magazine covers and all those fitness magazines that the people they use on the covers of those magazines and the people that Under Armour uses for their promotions, these people, are they're jacked. I mean, they are like 3%, 4% body fat, huge muscle, six-pack abs. A lot of people assume that they look like that because they spend hours and hours in the gym. 
Uh, do you spend hours and hours in the gym, or did you spend hours and hours in the gym uh, to get that body? And um, do you think you needed to spend all those hours in the gym? Because I, I assume that a lot of people, when they, when they hear or find out you're a fitness model, they must uh, say, well, what do you work out, like three times, three hours a day type of thing? And they must be shocked to hear that you know, you're doing a, uh, a very brief, high-intensity training program. You see, Adam, what a lot of people don't really understand, and, and a lot of it is the fault of the fitness industry, is that being in the gym and doing the mechanical work in the gym does not directly produce anything. The workout is simply a stimulus to tell your body to change. And that stimulus can be um, made in a very short amount of time or it can be made in a long period of time. I mean, you have to stimulate the body to make a change. So the people spending three hours in the gym um, can only do so because they're not working out hard enough to really stimulate anything, any sort of physical adaptation. So in the beginning, yeah, I did spend a lot of time in the gym. I worked out six days a week. Um, my workouts lasted about an hour and a half a piece. It was three sets, four sets of everything. At the time, I was working as an insurance underwriter, and I thought I was suffering from sleep apnea because I would wake up every day completely exhausted. And now, in hindsight, I attribute that to overtraining. I was overtrained badly. Um, that training regimen did not get me to where I was. I was always in good shape. So no matter what I did and no matter what a lot of the fitness models do, it almost doesn't matter the workout protocol that they choose. If they stimulate their muscle, they're going to grow. They're going to get in shape. And genetically, these are the people who make it in the fitness industry. So looking back now, I wish I had known more about the high-intensity training protocol because I would, have to, would not have had to spend that much time in the gym. Now... Um, what I do is a two-way split. I do a lower body split, which probably lasts about 8 to 12 minutes. And I do an upper body split, which probably lasts about 20 to 25 minutes. And I allow at least six days of recovery in between each. And um, I do that right now, maintain, and I'm still growing. My physique is still um, improving. It has been improving for the past three years where I did this um, protocol. And... Um, looks better than it ever has, even though I'm getting older. Um, I was dieting. How old are you? I'm 26 years old. So I was dieting like crazy, you know, eating every two two to three hours like all the bodybuilders um, advocate that you do. Currently, I work out about 40 minutes a week. I eat healthy, but I'm not eating every two to three hours. I miss a breakfast here. I miss a lunch there. And I'm still growing. So... Basically, what, what I like to do is I like to dispel all the bodybuilding myths because I think not many of them are true. In order to grow, I think you need to stimulate your body to grow, and I think the high-intensity training protocol is the best way to do this. And um, all the minutiae, whether it comes to dieting, whether it comes to how much protein you're taking, how, how uh, the supplements you're using, I think it barely matters. I think as long as you're simulating muscle to grow, your muscle will grow and your body will adapt as much as your genetics will allow. So, Jay, tell me, what's your specific diet like? Well, my specific diet's pretty boring, really. Um, I try to stay away from everything processed, obviously, um, as little sugar as possible. And uh, I stick with pretty much the whole meat and vegetable each meal type thing. So I do eat carbohydrates, but if I do, it's going to be very low glycemic carbohydrates 
Right now my carbohydrate of choice is sweet potatoes. Um, I won't eat oats, won't eat rice, no bread, that sort of thing because of its effect on insulin. Even though genetically I don't store much body fat, I think the, uh, the longevity factor, I try to stay away from that sort of thing. So typical breakfast, high fat, high protein, lunch, vegetable and meat, dinner, vegetable and meat. So you're saying then if um, you ate a pint of ice cream every single night, you wouldn't gain any body fat? Over time, I would absolutely gain body fat, but the amount of body fat I would accumulate is going to be far less than uh, your average individual just due to genetics. My body has never really stored much body fat. I've always been lean, and genetically, I just you know, don't have as many fat cells as the average person, which means I'm not going to store as much body fat. So eating pint ice cream every day is not good for anybody, but when it comes to weight gain, um, I wouldn't gain much. I'm not going to lie. I can tell you, you're pissing me off and, and uh, probably a lot of people listening to this because you are a rare individual indeed. And that's kind of the point of this whole interview. A lot of people think, like we, we talked about, that you have to really, really watch what you eat. You have to work out like a madman hours a day to look the way you look. But that's really not true. You, you basically we dealt a very good hand of cards genetically uh, where... You don't have to spend hours and hours to look the way you do, and you don't have to uh, eat some kind of draconian, low-calorie, uh, zero-carb diet in order to look the way you do. No, Adam, I don't. And if it, and if it took that much effort, you know, I don't think I'd want to, you know, work that hard to look look this good. And the truth is, a lot of people who look the way I do, many of them will follow a very strict diet. But what I found is. It doesn't matter. I mean, I stopped dieting so strictly. Like I said, I stopped eating every two to three hours. I really stopped worrying about the carbohydrate intake and just let my genetics just do what it needed to do. And, you know, there was a point in time where I did eat a bowl of ice cream every single night, and I kept that six-pack. So genetically, um, the way your body looks is, is determined by, you know, what your parents gave you. Some people listening to this might say, well, what the hell? What, what's the point of all this? I mean, I- I mean, if I'm not genetically gifted, it's not going to matter what I do. But that, that's not what the takeaway should be. I think what the takeaway should be is that there's nothing you can do to be something you're not. The best you can do is just to be you and be the best you can be. And that dose of realism and acceptance goes a long way in your program to work out. I mean, it's kind of a relief to know that I can still work out just once a week, 20 minutes or so, maybe twice a week, and know that I'm doing the best I can do for myself with a proper diet, and I'll reach my goals according to, you know, some plan that's in my genes, that I don't have to worry about is my protocol enough to get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger? And do I need to do more? Jay, would you mind describing a typical workout for yourself and, and how long it lasts? Sure, Adam. Well, I sort of like to ebb and flow between different types of splits. Um, sometimes I'll go through a full body split. Most of the time I'm doing a two-way split and that's lower body separated by upper body. And uh, every now and then I'll do even a three-way split. But currently I'm doing a two-way split for the reason that when I train legs, it's so neurologically destructive to my system that I don't have any energy left to train upper body, which is why I split them apart. Um, so my upper body split will, will be a, a 
row, a pull down, a chest press, a shoulder press, um, something for the triceps, something for the biceps, and that's about it. So, Jay, tell us, uh, how long does your workout last, and what protocol exactly are you using? My workouts last about 15 to 20 minutes, um, 25 minutes if I decide to take a little break in between. But usually I go from exercise to the next with very minimal break in between. I do one set to muscular failure. When I begin the workout, I may do one very light set in order to warm up the muscles and um, just to sort of mentally prepare to do it. So um, I do one set to muscular failure using a slow cadence, really emphasizing the negative. So it's about a five-second contraction concentric uh, lifting phase and about a five to ten second lowering eccentric phase. I think this is really crucial for uh, creating optimum tension within the muscle and as long as it's done to muscular failure, I truly believe that that is enough stimulation to get your muscles to respond and grow. And also out of curiosity, when you're doing a particular set, how long does the actual set last? I try to uh, you know, fatigue my muscles to muscular failure within about a minute and 30 seconds. Do people believe you when you tell them that your workouts are 20 minutes, maybe 40 minutes per week, and each set only lasts about a minute and a half? At first, absolutely not. Nobody believes me because of what we've been fed through the fitness industry that you know the amount of time spent in the gym correlates to your uh, success and uh, results, which is completely untrue. But once I take them through a workout and show them how it's done, there have actually been a few friends of mine which I took through my workout, my very short, brief, intense workout, and um, it was a little too hard for them. Yeah, it sounds easy when you tell somebody it's a 20-minute workout until you do it. Then you realize, oh, my God, it, it's, it's, it's chock full. You know, it's a very full workout even though it's just 20 minutes. Your, your peers, your other fitness model peers, how are they working out, and do they know how you're working out, and do they realize that uh, it doesn't matter if they're genetically gifted, they can be doing what you're doing and still look the same, maybe even better? My peers in the fitness industry, they follow the same bodybuilding protocol you'd find in Flex Magazine or Muscular Development. You know, three, four sets, high volume, high, um, you know, uh, 10 to 15 repetition. Um, there have been a few of my peers which I explained my workout to, and they, as well, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. And um, they'd ask me how I was getting my results. I would explain it to them, and um, I'd tell them to try it. And uh, sure enough, they'd give it a shot, and they'd go back to their high-volume thing because they simply cannot you know, grasp the fact that it isn't the workout protocol they're doing that's making them that way. They they are that way just because they are that way. So um, I haven't had much success in convincing my peers, but I've had quite a bit of success in convincing uh, a vast majority of people. So I tell clients all the time when they ask me things like, hey, I want to have Michelle Obama arms or I want to look like uh, Brad Pitt in, in Fight Club. And they're frustrated because they, they try some diets, they're working out hard, and it's just not happening for them. And they're always saying, well, maybe I should work out more. Maybe I should do some more jogging to lose this body fat. Now, like you mentioned, you know, body fat is also genetically determined. How, you, how much of it that you store, where it's stored. And you said earlier that you, know, you don't have very many fat cells, so therefore it's hard to store fat if you don't have that many fat cells. So the point is, 
what I tell my clients, first of all, is we're, we're not just working out just to lose weight or to have Michelle Obama arms. That would be nice. But there are so many other benefits to getting stronger than meets the eye, literally. You, you know, you have, you have all these anti-inflammatory responses to, to building muscles. Strength in general can save your life. Just, have, just being really strong, not only can it save your life, but it, it, it improves your, the quality of your life. I can't tell you how many times people would say, you know, I um, was in an airplane and for the first time some young gentleman did not have to help me put my bags in the overhead compartment, that I was able to do it myself, pain-free. That is why we lift weights and that's why we try to lift weights slowly. One of the reasons anyway. Endurance, joint protection, digestive uh, improvements, uh, glucose, sensitivity. These are all things that come from building muscle, whether you look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club or not. Whether you're losing that somewhat larger butt that you inherited from your grandmother. All right, well, you don't want that, but I get it. I get it. But does that mean you just say, I'm not going to work out because I can't get rid of this butt? I hope not. I hope you realize, I hope people realize that strength training brings health benefits that go way, way beyond the aesthetics. And you have to accept that because, as Jay's been saying, you're not going to look like him anyway. No matter how hard you try, no matter what exercise protocol you use, and even if you starve yourself, even if you starve yourself, you might not get to that level because your body is genetically programmed for something else. And that's that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I had a client this week... um you know, he wanted to try a different workout protocol because he wasn't getting toned and his arms weren't getting bigger. And I said, well, are you dieting? Well, I don't eat bad, he says, but he's not dieting by any means. And uh, what he really wants is he wants a big set of arms. And I said, listen, you know, client, um, have you ever had big arms? No. And I said, sorry to break it to you. You're never going to have big arms. Some people have big arms. Some people don't and will not and I'm sure you've seen people that may not have ever lifted a weight in their life and they have gigantic biceps and um, that's just the reality of it this program is not supposed to be a downer it's not supposed to all of a sudden say hey you don't have super duper genetics and therefore you know why bother we are who we are I'm sitting here across from Jay now and I'm saying Jesus Christ look at those arms if I had those arms man but then I realized hey I'm okay I'm okay, and it is what it is, and there's nothing I can do about it anyway. So, okay, so you tell a client that they're not going to look like you and that their, muscle, their arms will never get as big as they want. Where do you go from there? How do you convince them to continue to train with you? I look at fitness and exercise as a form of health care. Um, it's going to promote longevity. It's going to give you a... Um, more fulfilling, active, and healthier life. So what I like to tell my clients is, you know, you're not, you're going to look better doing this, but that's not what you're doing it for. You're doing it to 
signal your body through thousands of small reactions, small responses to your body to stay healthy and stay alive and stay fit. Um, so the, the main thing I like to tell clients is you're doing this in order to keep yourself off of the various medicines that are out there. You're doing this to improve heart health, cardiovascular function. At the cellular level, you're improving your metabolism. So what you're trying to do is not just affect what's happening on the outside, but what's happening on the inside from a signaling point of view of the body. So exercise, what it does internally in the body is much more important than what it does on the outside. From the the heart, from heart health. So basically what you're doing is you're improving your um, uh, cardiovascular system at the cellular level, which is not actually making your heart stronger. What it's doing is making your heart and lungs have to work less hard. That's very important if you want to avoid uh, the number one cause of death in America, which is cardiac disease. Um, Another very important thing that exercise does is it increases uh, insulin sensitivity. Insulin, you know, is a killer. Driving high insulin levels is going to cause body fat storage, it's going to cause shorter lifespan, and improving insulin sensitivity on the muscle cell and at the cellular level is going to improve your quality of life and it's going to increase longevity and a longer lifespan. And I think that's very important for a lot of people, and I think that's one of the main causes of people's lack of health these days. So, you know, exercise is health care, medicine. Statins, that's sick care. That's when you're already sick. So what we're trying to do is prevent that from happening through exercise. Special thanks to Jay Vincent for joining Inform Fitness founder Adam Zickerman right here on the Inform Fitness podcast. Terrific information as Jay and Adam dispel the myth that you have to work out every day to get huge. Want to see for yourself? Click on over to the Inform Fitness Facebook page, and there you'll find a photo of Jay who is also a fitness model, and when you see the photo, you'll understand why. You'll also see a post announcing that Jay Vincent is, in fact, the newest member of the Inform Fitness family as he joins the roster of incredible instructors in the Manhattan location of Inform Fitness. Welcome to Inform Nation, Jay. Well, normally we like to keep the podcast at about 20 minutes or so to give you an idea of the length of time necessary for you to burn fat and reboot your metabolism with a high-intensity, slow-motion weight training system. Hence the name, 20 Minutes with Adam Zickerman and Friends. Well, today it's closer to 30 minutes or so, and we certainly appreciate you sticking with us. You can join the conversation for yourself right here on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 888-983-5020. That's 888-983-5020, extension 3, to leave your comment, question, or even a suggestion for the show. You can even send us a voice memo by recording it on your phone and sending it to podcast at informfitness.com. If we use your voice on the show, you just might qualify for some really cool swag in the form of t-shirts, hats, and hoodies, and a bunch more. I've got my hat, and we'd love to send one to you. More information on that coming up in the next few episodes. One last request before we get out of here. If you enjoy the show and want more of them to magically appear on your phone as each episode is released... Simply subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or from whatever platform you're getting your podcast from. All it takes is the push of a couple of icons, and you are an official member of Inform Nation. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next week on the Inform Fitness Podcast. For Adam Zickerman, Mike Rogers, and Sheila Melody, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.